You are listening to the TF Cast, a Mankato-based arts and culture podcast where we hear stories of upcoming projects and get to know the people making things happen all across southern Minnesota. Episode 2 was recorded January 22nd, 2020. We're here with Jake. Jake Giller. Giller. Jake Giller? <laughs> That's good. Hey, people do it all the time. We did a last name thing on the last one, too. <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. I'm Willis. Jake Giller. Jake Giller. That's okay. And your last name is different, but you don't yes, go sir. by that on stage. My last name is Olmstead. I'm okay. See how to spell it, cause I don't want crazy people to look me up one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, Olmstead, <laughs> that's like, you know. <laughs> right on. You feel me? Yeah. And so you've been. How long you been performing for? You're, you're a hip hop artist. <laughs> yeah, I've been performing. I want to say for three years now. I've been doing music for almost five, but yeah, I've been performing now for three years. Okay. Yep. Right on. And so, you start around here? Or you, um, I started in Invergrove Heights. It's a little suburb out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Right uh-huh. now, like West St. Paul, South St. Paul area. Started when I was a senior in high school. Then I moved to Mankato, I want to say a year after I started like really taking music like serious in a sense. Mm-hmm. Moved out to Mankato and Mankato is really where it initially like really started to take off for me. The cities mm-hmm. I was just like... The kids in my high school, the kids I graduated with, knew me as, like, the rapper that just got out of high school. He's doing music. You were, like, spitting in the cafeteria and stuff? You know, I did maybe one or two, <laughs> one or two lunchroom raps. I said. Wasn't as good that's as it is That's not where now. you made yeah, your yeah. pop-off. That, that's where I turned into a pop star, I want to say. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh, yeah, I did maybe one or two of those little lunchroom raps, but uh, in the hallways, too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Around the lockers, you'd have a group of, like, six dudes just freestyling some nonsense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where <laughs> that's I started. <laughs> I always heard that stuff, but I was never involved in it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, I would say it's a very, uh, at first, intimidating scenario yeah. to put yourself in because it's like, it's weird. You feel the pressure. You're like, oh, am I going to? I wind up saying some dumb stuff. <laughs> that's, like, that's what I always would think. You know what I'm saying? I'm always like, damn, I'm not going to make sense right here. What mm-hmm. am I going to say? Am I going to make a fool of myself? <laughs> And I just I, I did a few sometimes. times, you know. What I'm I definitely made a fool of myself a few times. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right on. Well, uh, what kind of shows are you doing these days? Um, I just got done, or I just recently did a show at First Half Seventh Street. Honestly, probably one of my That's favorite awesome. venues. Yeah, it's a uh, who who was that with? That was with uh, Minneapolis Drew, Austin Willett. We had the Mirage there, mm-hmm. and then I had my boy Shannon Brooks and. Jaden also hop on the stage with their friend Micah. He, Shannon goes by Lil Foo. Jaden goes by Jiggy. And I forgot what Micah goes by. But yeah, I had them rock the stage with me. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool turnout. It was probably, I want to say, about 70 people came out to watch my set. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty nice. fun. Yeah. fun to be on that stage, too. It's, it's always fun, bro. It's, always, it's, it's really cool for when I go on that venue because I just always think about the legends that touched the stage before I did. Yeah. You had Prince perform there. g Easy. You had... Nerdy and local legend atmosphere. It's a really cool atmosphere just to go there and see. You go mm-hmm. backstage, you see all the stickers of the artists that performed there previously. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Play there. Mm-hmm. And it, you just you go backstage and you just see all the the uh, the history within the culture that was there before you. Mm-hmm. And it's a really it's a really humbling experience. Yeah. You just go there and be like, damn, like they were here before me. Yeah. Here I am stepping on the sta- same stage these guys stepped on and performed on in front of their fans before they mm-hmm. propelled into the artists they were at the time. Kind of shows you what's possible, too. Yeah, yeah. bro, it's, it's super cool. It's, it's Like I said, it's really humbling. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everyone who 
is like a Minnesota artist kind of aspires to that stage a little bit. Exactly. Like you yeah. see it and yeah, yeah, you you, you, you aspire not. to it, and then once you get on it, it's like it's like you laugh. You don't realize it until after. So like every time after I perform there, because I'll just go there. Like okay, yeah, I'm doing it. I've performed there twice. Every time I've gone there, I'm like okay, yeah. Seventh Street. I like tell all my friends like this is so and so performed there. Like I just said. But it never sets in until after. Like, I, I get done with my set, I go backstage, and I always chill by myself for a sec, drink some water, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn. That yeah. just happened. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And so, your crew right now, are you doing stuff with Minneapolis Drew a lot? And like Minneapolis Drew, or? shout out to my boy Minneapolis Drew, that's one of my brothers. He's cool. Yeah, that he's a very, very cool and very... Uh, we should get him on the show. Yes, sir, you guys should. He's, uh, <laughs> he's um, one of the most... Uh, one of the hardest working artists I know, and he's one of the most genuine people I've met within the music in Minnesota as a whole. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm with uh, Waterwave TV. So we got Eric as my manager, Calvino, Ouija, we got Reese LaRoe, we got, I feel like I'm missing some people, uh, Trace and Green, you got, there's like three or four other artists I just can't name off the top of my head right now. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, we got Waterwave yeah. TV, and that, that's my family, man. Uh, what Trey are, Jones. Can you tell us a little bit about what they do? Is that like a production company? or Waterwave TV, it's... Yes, it's a production company, but at the same time, it's just like a collective and just... It's a way... Our mission within Waterwave TV is to just bring Minnesota together. Mm-hmm. So you know how, like, L.A. has no jumper. You got Adam-22. He... The way Adam-22 came up was with Lil Pump and Smoke Perp. And then that just propelled up. And now nowadays, every big hip-hop artist that comes up within mm-hmm. the U.S. is going through... No Jumper, Adam22, to get up on his podcast. Mm. But the podcast is only a small part of it. Waterwave TV is trying to do the podcast consecutively. We're doing interviews with artists that Eric's discovering every week within Minnesota. Minnesota has so many local artists that I'm blown away by the fact. That's wild. There's thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing shows. We've, uh, we've set up three shows now. Waterwave Showcases is what we call them. We just did one at Skyway, actually, earlier this year. I think it was or last year, this weekend. We did one last year at the Skyway, and uh, they helped set up the summer season show we did last year. Yeah. And it's really just a collective, man, to just show that Minnesota is more than just... So by joining it, you're contributing your energy to like further the thing and yeah. then kind of getting some back by the whole group? Yeah, the, the story... of other people. So yeah, like the story within me joining it is... I used to rap with uh, my boy Trey Jones, who's behind the camera, but um, still do, you know what I'm saying? But... Uh, we used to be with a group called Commonly Mistaken. It was a, a group of, it was me, Trey Jones, Zach Rivera, TJ Dunleavy, Danny Contarado. We had Blackmore, Codes, and Neek, and Joey Barboza. That is kind of what Waterwave turned into, but Commonly Mistaken I look at as a lesson learned in the best way possible. We, we had the vision, we had the plans to have it excel up like steps on the stairs, you know what I'm saying? But um, it kind of never worked out. It fell through. Still love for everybody within that was within Commonly Mistaken. But yeah, the plan with Waterwave, like when I joined them, is I was a free agent at the time. Free agent. I didn't have a manager. Commonly Mistaken wasn't working. Eric came to me and Trey with a plan. Yo, I want to manage you guys. I love what you're doing. I just started a brand called Waterwave TV. And Eric mm-hmm. started it while he was at River Falls. And at the time, I had Eric wanted to manage me. I had a friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name because I don't associate myself with him anymore. 
And uh, I had my friend, another friend of mine. I, did, I don't want to throw him under the dirt, so I'm not going to say his name. I had three guys trying to manage me at once. Mm-hmm. Eric came to me with a plan. And within that journey of me just like being a solo artist again, just doing what Trey and I had to do, mm-hmm. I uh, it, it felt good with Eric saying he wanted to manage me in a sense. So I was talking to Trey. I was like, bro, like I, I really want to, I think I want to have Eric manage me, and I think you should too. Yeah. Trey's still a solo artist. But I still love, that's my brother, till I die. So I respect his, what he chooses to do. But Mm -hmm. I chose to go with Waterwave. And then I moved back to the cities after some shit went down in my own life in Mankato. And that's when I really, just really established myself with Waterwave. And I never was, when I signed with Waterwave, I never was like, oh, I'm the artist on Waterwave. Mm -hmm. I never was telling myself, like, I'm the number one guy. I'm the guy everybody wants to see. I was more so like, dude, I want to contribute my talents, what I do, how I push myself to this brand because it's bigger than just Jake Giller. It's Mm -hmm. bigger than Jake and Trey. It's bigger than Jake and Lil Fu. It's the saying, you can go far alone, but you'll go farther together. Or no, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go for a while, go together. Mm -hmm. That that resonates with me very, very well. And I just, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I... I thrive and I work the best when I'm working off other people's energy. So if you're working, if you're busting your butt, that's going to push me to go even harder. Kelvino, mm-hmm. drop making a song every day, that's going to make me want to make two songs every day. Is that what he's doing? Day. Yeah. Nice. Like him making a song every day is going to make me want to make two songs every day because it pushes me to be, yeah. in a sense, the best man because I want to work harder than everybody around me. But at the same time, it's for the better. Well, it's good, good competition. Yeah. So like... He does one song a day. I do two. That's gonna make him want to do three. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like it just it feeds off each other so well and it's so natural that I, I love to be a part of it. So, oh, I was gonna say, what's the near field goals like? You know, what's coming up on the calendar? So goals or what's coming up? Which 2020. One? 2020. Yeah. So my goals for 2020 is I want I want to be on the sound set lineup. That that's something I'm pushing for and that's something yeah. I'm working incredibly hard for. Um. My next goal for 2020 is by the end of this year, I want to reach 1 million plays on Spotify on whatever song it will be. Mm-hmm. Because I have a friend of mine, his name is Student One. I graduated high school from him. Two years in a row, he's reached 2.5 million streams on Spotify a year. Awesome. And that's just something that I look at where I'm like, damn, I want to be that. I want that. that I'm hungry for that. I'm itching for that feeling, like what it's like. Mm-hmm. I only know what 100,000 plays feel like. I don't know what time to 10 of that is. I don't know what it feels like to be able to tell my mom, I got a million plays on a song. Yeah. And that's something I fiend for. It's like a drug to me, and I, I'm, a, I'm addicted to that feeling, just always excelling and getting more. Yeah. Well, you've had a couple of songs get a little bit of, like, regional traction. <laughs> well, it was uh, Young Ones Living or whatever. Yes, it kind of popped it off first. <laughs> that, that, uh, that song I will forever be grateful for. Shout out to my brother, Trey Jones. Trayvon LaSalle Jones, I love him. Um, that song was the first real moment in my life where it was like, damn, this is bigger than just me being like a local city rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or artist. I don't even consider myself a rapper. I do. But at the, same, at the end of the day, I'm an artist because I mix, I engineer, I've tried to produce, I'm getting there and I rap and I sing. Mm-hmm. So when we dropped Young Ones Living, I didn't expect it to be like be as big as like it grew within the state. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, I get an email from a radio DJ, Chaz Kangas at 95.3 down in Minneapolis. Like, yo, I'd love to spin this record. I'd love to premiere it. And I, I told Trey, I was like, bro, we're about to get our first radio play. Like, are you yeah. ready? I was ecstatic like a kid in a candy store. And uh, 
I'll never forget. I still have videos on my phone where we we had a listening party. We had like 20 to 30 friends come through to my house. We set my speaker monitors up in the, the living room. We, we were listening to the radio for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, I was chilling there on my phone. And the DJ comes on. He's like, and here we go with another new release by an artist that goes by Jake and Trey. I really love this track. I hope you guys like it too. Young One's Living. And it kicked in. And when I show you the video, you'll be able to see like the excitement that was in my face. Like my jaw dropped. I looked at Trey. I was yeah. like, the craziest, like, <laughs> craziest feeling. Yeah. And it it was really cool, and it's uh, and that was crazy. That song ended up getting the number one local song in Minnesota of 2018. And the crazy part That's is, awesome. we got aired on the radio in October of that year. So we were only getting aired for October, November, December. Actually, I forgot September. Did I say no. October, November? Yeah, 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 never mind. Yeah, I got it right. That's when I <laughs> that's when I got to know you yep. was then in well the Fetty Wap show that. Yep. Yeah, shout out to for. Fetty for not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> that, was goofy. That, that was crazy. That was a cool experience, though, man. I will never forget the uh, the feeling I felt. It was just cool for me because I was just a new artist. I've never performed in front of 3,500 people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm on the side of the stage. It and it was amazing for me to run up the stairs to the stage when, like, I hear my beat for my song go on. I grabbed that mic, and I was... <laughs> out there energy i can't even like nothing has matched well there's that. more than two stairs yeah, to go up you know what I'm saying? it was like six yeah. if i can remember right yeah it was crazy that bro was cool. but yeah man that that was I, I i have yet to experience a moment in my life that has matched the uh the feeling and excitement i've gotten out of just running up the stairs onto the stage that's Hearing what you like scream. about it it's yeah. just the just like i the thing that I feed off the most is obviously it's it's fun and it's amazing to rap your own vocals in front of people. But when you do it in front of that that number of like heads in the room and you just hear people screaming, they don't even know you. They just know you're from Mankato and you hear the excitement and them screaming like that. I, I almost cried, like shed a tear of joy when I got done. I was like, dude, this it's is energy. nuts. You know you what I'm saying? It yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. You said a little bit earlier that um, you do, like, mixing, recording, and stuff like that. Yes, What's sir. your creative process like? So, I'll start at the beginning of, like, where it all started is, I want to say three and a half years ago, I was recording at St. Thomas, the University of St. Thomas. My, one of my friends, Nick, he was going to school there. Mm-hmm. So, they had a studio there that we would all go record at. And um, there was a moment in my time where, like, I, this is where I would start to doubt myself musically because I wasn't the artist I turned into at Turn the time. The back on. Yeah. Sorry again. Should I wait? You can keep going. Okay. Sorry. So there wasn't a, there was a time where, like, I was doubting myself. This is before I moved to Mankato. Mm-hmm. Because I was, the, I was, like, the new artist with my friend Neek and Codes. I'd always go to the studio with them, and I'd always have music ready to record. But, like, they were so focused on, like, doing what they had to, Excuse me. Just burped like on an interview. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, they would always, they'd always do their music, and like I would just sit back there. I was cool with it because I'm going to support my friends no matter what. Yeah. There was a time in my life where like I got hungry and I was like, I'm not trying to wait for anybody no more. Mm. I'm not like they're not going to make this happen. I got to make this happen. So that's when I moved to Mankato, and I, I was sleeping on a couch for six months at my friend Zach's house because I was so determined in becoming the artist I want to become and becoming the person I want to become. I sacrificed six months to sleep on it freaking love seat whatever they're called the two cushion couch <laughs> and uh, i'd wake up every morning seven o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the morning i go work at a planet fitness and get home at two o'clock and i would just go on youtube 
how do I, how do I, the best way to engineer a rap vocal? How to EQ it? How to, what, what levels of reverb you should show on or throw on? Um, how do you want to compress the vocals? I'd always, I'd always watch those videos while doing it, but then it just turned into me playing it by ear at that point. I would know where I want to put the levels at for my voices, but then it was just me playing it by ear, me going and listening to, listening to artists like, drake or like the post malone's hearing how the mix comes through when you're listening to it fully just like in a pair of apple headphones Mm -hmm. and trying to match that sound and uh it took me like a year for me to finally get my mix and my creative process now is i uh i have presets now to where like i want the base of the vocal to be so like Mm -hmm. for example i'll have trey go on i personally like to record with my vocals where i can hear myself as i'm doing it trey doesn't so that's the way i do that is okay i'll have trey go through Yo, listen to it. Do you like how it sounds? Like, does it sound clear? Are you stuttering in any words? Are you hesitating on anything you're saying? Mm-hmm. Bam, he likes it. I'll throw it on. I'll EQ it a little bit. Play it out loud. If it sounds good, then we're on to the next one. We're on to the ad-libs. We're on to the layers. Mm-hmm. And then my process with that is, bam, okay, Trey gets his verse. I get my verse. We get our ad-libs, our harmonies, our layers that we need. Bam. I'm going to go in and I'm going to mix it. I mix the track until where it sounds good on my speakers, my monitors I have. Bam. The next step is I go car test it. I go play it in the car. Does it sound good in the car? Is the bass too heavy? Are the vocals too light? Do we need to mix things more together? Bam. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's get it. Then I'll get that mix. If it sounds good in the car, my next step is I'm going to play it in Apple headphones. Does it sound good in the Apple that's headphones? A lot of people listen to it. Yeah. Because that's what you a lot play of people on your yeah. phone too. Yeah, I play it on my <laughs> phone too. But back to uh, cars, I never listen to it in a car with good sound system. You want to listen to it in a car which like a 2005 2008 you mine, know what i'm saying like, a, like an older car because a lot of kids these <laughs> days don't have the newer 2015 and up cars that have a nice system so you want to listen to it in that because you don't want it to sound good in a good system because you played in a car that has a little bit of an older system i might not sound the best so i do it in that then there's the apple headphones is it clear enough no because it never is after you listen to it on your regular monitors mm-hmm. then i'll mix it on the apple headphones bam once i get those levels right it's over with because mm-hmm. I already have it where I want it to be. And I just go on and I master it. I throw a little stereo enhancer on it. I EQ it a little bit more, take out all the high frequencies. Yeah. You got to track. You use Ableton, right? Yes, sir. For that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and you've been doing that for all your own tracks for a while now? That's where I started. Ableton's where I, I yeah. started and taught myself, and I haven't switched up on it yet. And... Um, are you, are you still producing like all your tracks like that? Or yeah, I, I engineer every track the same way. Yep. Engineering I... Don't, is that? I uh, I don't want any anyone that's watching this that is an engineer themselves. <laughs> you can be the best engineer in the state, but I will not trust you to mix my vocals. <laughs> if we're in the studio, I need to have my laptop present because I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. I, nobody's been able to match the sound I can give myself or my, my brothers. That's, that's creative cool. control, no, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got the right energy. And it's just like, man, like I, I've gone to enough studios. Like I've gone to IPRs. I've gone to... A few other studios out here. I don't want to say the names because I don't want the engineers at those studios to feel some type of way because it's all love. But it's like I've I've gone through sessions and it's like I'll I'll go through it and it's like I'm not satisfied and it's like no. Oh. Yeah. And I'll just go home re-record the track and I'm good. Hmm. Well, you got anything in the works now? Uh, in the works, yes. Did you just put something out? Yeah, me and uh, KJ Thomas just dropped our collab project, Love Language. All platforms this Friday. I dropped it early on SoundCloud because Love Language. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Check but, uh, it out. Streaming. Yeah, Definitely. It's it's all a vibe. It's all produced. It's all uh, or, organic to original sounds. I didn't 
I didn't go on YouTube to find any beats. I had my producer Benny Beats and Colin Makes Beats produce the whole track or the whole track list. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, KJ Thomas did his thing. This is uh, this was me and KJ equally can say we pushed each other to be better artists on it. Like KJ pushed me to sing better and find the notes that I'm my voice is in the range of singing, and I helped KJ with some of his writing and just help them become a better lyricist within what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. So we, we really grew from it and it was a cool experience. And then um, what I'm working on now is I got a few tracks with my brother Trey Jones that I'm working on, some tracks with my boy Lil Fu that we're working on. And my biggest thing that I want to do this year is I want to just have more visuals out and I just want to be more interactive with the people that are listening to my music. Like I've had... It's been a crazy experience for me so far, like with just this year alone, because I was I was at work, I want to say like three weekends ago, working at like one in the morning doing valet. Mm. Somebody tapped me on my shoulder. I have a hood on. I don't look like the way I present myself when I'm on the internet for my music. Somebody tapped me on my shoulder and was like, are you Jake Giller? Like, can I shake your hand? I love your music. I looked at my coworker and I was like, <laughs> did you just see that? Like, I was excited. <laughs> and then That's last cool. weekend or two weekends ago now, I was in Mankato and I was at Rounders first. Some random dude taps me in the middle of everybody. I thought he wanted to start like start something with me. I was shit. I was like, wait, what's going on? Because he he pointed at me and started walking towards me, and he's like, "You're Jake Giller. I love your music, bro. Keep doing what you're doing." And then the same night, I go to South Street, and some random girl. This was even more awkward. I was chilling with my friend. Some random girl comes up to me and she points at me. She's like, "Jake," and like I'm looking at my friend. I'm like. I'm trying so hard at this point to like re- try and remember who she is because I don't know who she is. Yeah. And she says, "Jake again," and I'm like. Now, at this point, I'm getting shook. I'm like, is she about to say something reckless to me? I don't know. And then she's like, Jake Giller, I love your music. And at that point, I was like, whoa. This is crazy. Like, people are just starting to recognize me from it. It's, it's, yeah. really, it's a really humbling feeling. But, I mean, at the end of the day, with that being said, I give all grace to God and I give all grace to my brother, Queen Casey, because, I mean, that's, that's the reason it's all happening. Mm. For real. Well, looking forward to those upcoming projects. Yes, sir. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited yeah. for you to hear them. You got any got, uh, release dates on the uh, I don't Horizon? Have any, or? I don't have any release dates, but I, I can promise anyone that's listening to this right now that the music I drop from here on out is going to be the best music I've done. Did a lot, I love language. It was a lot of singing. It was a lot of R&B vibes, but I'm coming for the rap throne. I, nobody I and it's in my own my own brain it's embedded in me I don't think anybody can outrap me when it comes to really put going on a beat right on where can they catch it Jake Giller Music on Spotify on Apple Music Tidal Google Play Pandora Facebook Twitter even MySpace I might fuck around and make a Jake Giller MySpace. is that live still yeah, it might so. be I it's guess like I'll find out today when I go on there it's mostly for music <laughs> I think that's like yeah. the only people who use it anymore is bands <laughs> Well, check him out on MySpace. Yeah. Check me out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> or the other places, too. But, uh, you know, something else I really want to get into within the future, it's probably not going to be this year, but if things start panning out the way that they are in my vision, I would love to, uh, obviously, when the funds are there, I'd love to set up, um, this is just something in my, like, five, ten-year goals, I would love to set up, a, like, not necessarily a school, but a place that kids can go to that are really into music and just want to, like, learn about it. Not even just like the engineering part, the writing part. I, I just like, want to go for them to just learn about it in general. You you know about the makerspace in town here? No, sir. It's uh, like they've got a community-based workshop where they've got a bunch of tools and woodworking stuff, and they've got lathes and 
uh, welding stations and basically you just can go in there and like learn stuff and you yeah. just kind of pay like a, a fee, daily fee or monthly fee and you get to use all the tools and there's people like that. I wow. kind of envision something like that, but with music where you've got a studio and all the synths yeah. and that'd be amazing. Just like, like kind of engineers like, um, who can help you learn. I would love like that. Something like that cool. would be amazing. Like a room for like, if you want like a writing room, me personally, I like to write when I'm either, I got two moods. Either I'm loving to write when I got 10 people in the room or I need to be by myself. Mm. Majority of the time is when we got like 10 people in the studio, <laughs> maybe more. We're just lit, but I'm just typing on my iPhone, bouncing around. Weird thing about me too is there's times where I need to record with one shoe on. One shoe on. One shoe. How'd you find that out? I, just like, <laughs> I just tried it one day and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of a little habit I just developed. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, man. Music's crazy. Some people do the weirdest things when it comes to writing music or recording it. That's just the weird thing about me, I guess. <laughs> Got to get your mood right. Oh, yeah, for sure. The one shoe mood. Once you mood, man, and it's like, I, with my music, too, like, I'm just, I'm very open with my emotions, so, like, I'm not scared to put how I'm feeling on a track. That's I write about I mean. anything. I write a lot about relationships, fallouts. I write a lot about my own life. And, like, I don't know if you guys are fans of Trippy Red. Something that he said in, like, his most recent album that really stuck with me is, I don't write music, I write life. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's how I be feeling. Because, like, I've had times where people in my past were, like, I've written a song about a relationship that followed, and people are like, oh, you wrote a song about so-and-so, and it's like, nah, bro, it's like, you can think that I, I, I mean, obviously, to a certain extent, I might have written a song about that person, but at the end of the day, I wrote about what I went through and how I felt within that situation and how it panned out. So, I mean, like, any artists that are listening to this, don't be afraid to write about how you're feeling. Because 99% chances are that there's somebody else in this world with all the billions of people that is going through the same scenario... And that song could help them out. I feel that. Yes, sir. Right on. Anything else? Got any last um, plugs? Yeah. Um, anyone that's listening, I just want you guys to know, uh, never be afraid to be yourself. Love yourself. There's going to be times where you're you know, you're doubting yourself. You feel like the world's coming to an end. You feel like you're not doing anything right. But at the end of the day, just have faith and keep pushing on because there's always going to be storms, thunderstorms, rain, but the sunshine is right around the corner. So never give up on yourself and just always trust in God and trust in yourself because you can be going through a tough time right now, but I guarantee you it will be better very soon. Right on. Respect that. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you guys for having me, bro. Thanks for coming out. Jake Giller one more time. That's G-I-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Jake Giller Music. MySpace. Anything. Yes, MySpace too. <laughs> my, my email, Jake Giller Music, or Jake Giller, yeah. Music at gmail.com. You got beats for me. You got any questions, feel free to DM me. I'm always active on my social medias. Hit me up. Oh. <laughs> right as, as Trey Jones would say, wait, hold on. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Right on. It's a wrap. Oh, yeah. <sighs> time, that was awesome. Hell, yeah. Thanks. Robo, you guys got more interviews. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes for this and every episode at triplefalls.org.